Coast Guns. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. It's time for some social studies where we dive into our Twitter account at Bickley underscore Murata. Here to uh, curate all of the gold. Hello. We're gonna. I I think we're gonna hear a lot of gold member references on tomorrow's show. I'm just saying. Oh. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Ooh. Stay tuned. Because the United States is playing Holland. (laughs) Isn't Isn't that that weird? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's jump into social studies as we are already five minutes into the segment. Uh, Let's start with Devin Booker. Of course, what else would we start with this morning? 51 points last night uh, against Chicago. 20 of 25 from the field, 6 of 7 from 3, all in just three quarters. And this is on top of his 44-point performance against Sacramento earlier this week. So we're looking for one word, guys. By the way, Zoe and for Dan Bickley today. What one word would you use to describe how Devin Booker is playing right now? You got, uh, well, I, I think I started off with the show. I think it's it's effort, effortless, right? He's put the time, the reps in, so it seems everything he's doing in every aspect of the game is is effortless, even though he's given full 100 commitment to it. Yeah, I'm going to use the word killer. Mm. You can use it as an adjective or you can use it as a noun. Yes. Because Devin Booker has turned into a killer on the basketball court. Stone. And he's killing right now. Killer, absolutely. A lot of great responses. I'm just going to rattle through. Uh, My favorites, transcendent. Uh, pristine, quoting EJ from the broadcast last night. A junkyard dog. No, sorry, words. Booyah, in the words of Stu Scott. And Fuego. Fire. Unconscious. Legendary. MVP. Jake Fisher said that on our show earlier. Yes. Uh, NBA insider for Yahoo Sports. That's I think Book would approve two. of the legendary moniker. Yeah. That was probably the most yeah. popular reply. Uh, to our next question. Ugh. Not legendary. Patrick Peterson has spent a lot of time talking about the Cardinals lately. Um, two years now removed from his, his last season with yes. the Cards. Uh Let's see. It was before the Cardinals-Vikings game. He said, oh, I'm going to get two picks in this game. He's, I promise you, he did not. Uh, And then yesterday on his podcast, All Things Covered, he called Kyler Murray selfish and said, Kyler does not care about anyone but Kyler. Open-ended question, guys. Which former Arizona athlete left the Valley on the worst terms? (laughs) And there's a good selection to choose from. I don't know if he left on the worst terms, but Patrick Peterson is turning into that guy. <laughs> it's certainly getting worse, but a lot, of, a lot of fans were ready to kick him to the curb when he was... I think that were, was the hot debate back then. The la- I mean, after the, the, the PED suspension, there was a lot of frustration from the fan base toward Patrick Peterson. I guess he had a lot of frustration towards the Cardinals organization and the way Steve Kime handled it, and he outlined all of that, but... Yeah. He's been the most vocal about it, certainly. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't even know. I, maybe Q, I don't know. I, did he leave on the best terms? He did as not far leave as, on uh, good terms. terms. There's and, a lot of options it, here. It's taken, yeah. it's taken a long time, but but Anquan, we had him on the show right, I think come, last year, and, and he's ready to, to patch things up. Right. I don't know if what Patrick Peterson is doing is patchable. Ooh, no. Yeah, because it's in real time. There's no time that heals all yeah, wounds yeah. for. Yeah, so right now it's not, but maybe, you know, 10 years from now it, it will be. Patchable. Peterson. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Um, Eric Bledsoe, it it left on really bad terms, but I don't think he said a peep about it. You never heard anything else. That's so true. Warren Drogic, remember, left on bad terms. Tyron Matthew. 
Got a lot of responses. The Morris yeah. twins. Oh, yeah. The yeah, Morris yeah. twins would be up there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Smorkart says it's got to be Pat P. He was delusional here with the whole snakes and the grass thing, expecting to be paid when he was suspended. Uh, he's the ringleader of the three ring circus of hatred with no ring of honor in sight. Mm. Sad. Um, let's see. Who else? Tyron Matthew gets a shout out. <laughs> who was that hair salon guy? Asks Jimmy <laughs> from Philly. That was Bledsoe. The Morris Twins. Uh, And then Ralph Amston says, Mark Mays, one season with the Cardinals, seemed to make him very upset (laughs) with the college team that shared the stadium at the time. Of course, we're for an ASU. Uh, Here's another good one from Fozzie. I remember Simeon Rice calling the Arizona Cardinals the armpit of the NFL as he was fleeing the carnage of a regressing 3-13 team. He did do that. (laughs) He did do that. Ooh. Armpit of the NFL. And Simeon was a walking quote machine when he was here and a damn good football player. Yeah. that, That one hurt. I mean, can we say that Jacksonville is the armpit of the NFL right now? Butt or are we not willing to go? Th- oh, or are we not willing to go there? <laughs> yeah, I think people, people might agree with you on or that. Cleveland, okay. yeah, mm, yeah, Cleveland. Yeah. Excited the Browns fan base now. Okay, come at us. All right. Let's stick with the Arizona Cardinals quickly. Uh, We discussed this about three or four segments ago. Hard Knocks. It is not really delivering on the level that I think most of us hoped that it would as far as insights into the team and and a real look at what's actually happening with the Cardinals week in and week out. Four option poll guys. And this might not really apply to you, more so to our listeners, but I'll ask you first. Are you still watching Hard Knocks every week? We're now four weeks in. Yes, eventually, but not on the night it comes out. No, not watching anymore, or I was never watching. Nope, unless Jared or Aaron tell me I have to watch it, I'm not watching it. <laughs> and even then. We appreciate yeah. the transparency. Well, actually, you, you have a homework clause in your contract? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Rappaport. Vinny, if you, if you didn't do this job the morning after. No, that was, I was going to say, I would need a separate choice on this poll. Yes, but only out of obligation. You would still watch it. No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't? No, I wouldn't. Okay, interesting. I finally soured on the Goldbergs. I can sour on Hard Knocks, too. You did? (laughs) Yeah. I never soured on Entourage, though, so... He finally got broken. I I would go with the second option, if not for the show. I would watch it eventually, but not the night it comes out. Uh, Right now, 40% of our voters, I'm surprised by this, say that they were never watching in the first place. 40%. 24% said no, they're not watching anymore. Just under 24% said eventually they'll watch it, but not right away. 12% say, heck yeah, they're still in. But that 24%, though, not everybody's got access to watch it. Yeah, that's true. And then the 40% that aren't watching it because... Because the team isn't doing well. I think if you were doing better, you yeah. would want to, oh, let me see what happened. Yeah. Like, like, I don't want to relive that again. Yeah. I think so that we, has a lot to do with we it. We lived it on Sunday. <laughs> right. We lived it on Wednesday, <laughs> yeah, too. Nah. For, for a monthly fee? No, thanks. <laughs> Wait, uh, I have to pay you for this? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you, Fair Sarah. Enough. Thank you, guys. Thanks to everybody who chimed in on uh, social studies. We do it every morning at 9 o'clock at Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter. Coming up next, we all watched in amazement with what Devin Booker did last night to the Chicago Bulls, including our next guest who was in the building. We'll talk to John Bloom about Suns basketball and D-Book straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata mornings with Lorenzo Alexander in for Bick here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Dan Bickley and Vince Murata. Bickley and Murata mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
It's the best. <laughs> it's the best, man. I don't know. They announce it every game. I don't know how many sold-out crowds that is in a row, but it's impressive. Um, Mondays, Tuesdays, Saturdays, it doesn't matter what day of the week is, they're going to show up and show out. And it's fun to be a part of. I think it's a big part of why we've had so much success um, in our home games this season. And, you know, let's keep it rolling. Devin Booker, after scoring 51 points in 30 minutes last night, Suns beat the uh, Bulls at Footprint Center. That number is 39, by the way. Straight sellouts at uh, Footprint Center. Here to talk about it, another guy that was uh, had the pleasure of being in the arena last night to watch that onslaught from Devin Booker. Suns broadcaster John Bloom joins us here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Bloomer, good morning. How are you? I am fantastic, Vinny. Uh, good to be with you. And Zoe, go Bears. Uh, nice big game win. I don't know what's going on with the hoops program right now, but that's a topic for a whole different uh, day. Now, uh, uh, as far as the hoops program here in town and that guy you just played, we know he's an old soul, but is it me or did it almost seem like he was going to launch into the theme song of Happy Days right there for a second? <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, happy days. Last night was Wednesday. It was definitely a happy day. We talked briefly on our way out of the arena last night before you did the post-game show, and I used the word efficient, and I asked you the question, is that the most efficient performance you've seen in a 50-point game? I went further this morning, and I got a little resistance, so I want to get your thought on it. I think it's the best single-game individual offensive performance in Suns history. With uh, apologies and, and much respect to Tom Chambers, Charles Barkley, and everybody else, because of everything that went into it. Yeah, I mean, I, it's tough for me to argue. I, I know that everybody's going to say recency bias, and uh, we all have our favorite moments that we always, you know, remember when it comes to, you know, whether it's fandom, like being a, a fan of this team, which I know you have been a long, long time, just as I have, Vinny. And, and I think back to the game I saw with my own eyes of Tom Chambers going nuts against the Warriors in the Bay Area, right? And this was a game my dad took me to when I was a young kid, and I didn't really know no hoops like I know hoops now. So I was amazed. I had never seen somebody put the ball in the basket that much before in front of me in any like realm because I was used to going and watching cow basketball. And don't get me wrong, we did have Kevin Johnson back in the day. And there were a couple ballers that came through Berkeley, as though knows. But nothing that was like 50-point type stuff that I got to see with my own eyes. So that was the first time I saw it in, in person when Tom Chambers lit up the Warriors. Now, flash forward 30 something years. And what Devin did last night was special in so many ways because, you know, people are going to talk about the Boston game, uh, Vince, about yes. 70 when he was young uh, and about how the game didn't matter and they were getting blown out for the most part, right? So those are the things that you say to take away validity from a guy putting up 70 at that age in the NBA. There is nothing any detractor can say about what Devin Booker did last night. That was an absolute virtue also performance that's unmatched in Phoenix Suns history and very, very few humans have ever done anything like it with the amount of shots he took, with how accurate he was, with what else he was able to do on the floor, with the fact that they were able to win the game uh, and the fact that this team just continues to do it at the level that they're doing it. And I'm thrilled that now folks around the world are starting to wake up to it. Yeah, we're talking with John Bloom, Suns broadcaster here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Um, and it, it wasn't just last night, uh, the, the game before, the game Monday night that you got to do play-by-play -play, uh, for in Sacramento, 44 points for Booker, and 
you know, he I, I used the word possessed to describe him that night. But I thought there were stretches in that game, Vic, where they leaned on Devin Booker a little bit too heavily and maybe he tried to do too much. It never felt like he was doing too much last night. You're right. Uh, there were times in the last couple weeks where we've seen Booker, you know, maybe pressing a little bit in games, not making shots that we're used to seeing him make. But then it seemed like all of them were, were waiting to fall till last night. And he made everything you looked at, including a three that got taken away from him for a, a controversial uh, call that was an illegal screen. Didn't seem like much there at that point when he was on a heat check. Yeah. Um, and that, I think that was the third or fourth. But for me, it's just such a thrill to watch. And I know, Vince, you have the best seat in the house for this, which is just awesome to be able to see it as close uh, as you do. But you're doing your thing, right? I mean, you, it's, it's hard to separate it, isn't it, from watching it uh-huh. as a fan to doing your job. It was since I've been doing PA, and this is my seventh season doing it, and I've seen Devin Booker go off a lot and, and great individual performances, but... It was it was one of those games where there's so much anticipation every time he touched the ball because you knew it, <laughs> and he talked about it. It was going in, and, and there's nothing I love watching more in sports, and I don't care who the shooter is, but when a shooter or a scorer gets hot and takes over a basketball game, it's unlike anything else I can describe in sports, and that was that was the pinnacle for me in 40 years of watching this team. I believe it. And I, I mean, I just, I don't think we're done. That's the exciting thing. Like, it's not like he just peaked last night and that's it. That's the only thing. So if you, if you feel like you missed out, if you've got that FOMO right now at home, and you're like, darn it, I was supposed to be at that game last night. I'm, don't worry. I think he's going to do that again. We're going to see this movie again because look, he's doing this right now because of usage. Maybe partially they need him yes. to, to have the ball more. Chris Paul's not there. We, we know Cam Johnson's not there. And the team will look different when both those guys are back on the floor. But uh, it is just remarkable to me that uh, this whole team, and obviously I think it starts with Devin Booker, but the whole team, and we can't sleep on what DeAndre Ayton's doing either right now, um, the the way that they're able to adapt. And that's what Monty Williams said to me last night before the game in our pregame interview was, you know, I asked him what what is he pleased with most after 20 games because he likes to use, you know, the 20-game mark as a barometer. And, And that was it, I think. He said the adaptability of this team, no matter who goes out, no matter what they need to do. And if you take a look around the league, there's a lot of excuses being made Uh by a lot of teams. And you can't be mad at them for making those excuses when they're missing a superstar or two or maybe three potential role players or rotation players. But, you know, before the season started, there were three guys that were penciled into the starting lineup for this Phoenix Suns team that are not playing right now and that have not been playing in weeks. And one of them hasn't even suited up all year. And yet they are on top of the Western Conference, and I do not think that is something to be taken lightly. I think what it means is that this basketball team has shown us enough over the last three years that they're the best basketball team consistently on planet Earth. It's amazing that we have that here. It's hard to get over the playoff losses. I get it, but just don't take it for granted. I know I've been saying that since the bubble days and when they started going with Monty Williams, but I'm trying to tell myself that, too. Don't take it for granted. Enjoy this. Even though it's the regular season and we know that the meaning of that has changed changed over the course of the last few years uh, for this team to be doing what they're doing it's just absolutely a pleasure to watch hey john lorenzo here go bears of course um <laughs> as you have you know matured and, and now you know basketball right you talk about you and your dad not really knowing when you saw chambers play what has changed in devin booker's game me and Vinny have kind of been talking about that all morning identifying different things where he's grown at what has allowed him to be this consistent even more so than in years past 
Ooh, uh, it's a good question. Um, I'm going to go, uh, you know, this is something I've been kind of intertwining in, and I haven't talked about it on the radio per se, but we're doing some stuff uh, after the fact when I'm calling games, because sometimes during games I like to incorporate lyrics of songs, because I love music too. Okay. And uh, and lately it's been hip-hop. So when you ask me this question, the, the song that comes to mind is an Ipsy Hustle, Kendrick Lamar collaboration called Dedication, Hard Work Plus Patience. To me, that's it. That's the story in a nutshell of Devin Booker. He's dedicated himself since he was a little kid to become what he's becoming right now, to be legendary. We didn't know it was going to be that phrase before Kobe Bryant told him that. And I remember that night like it was yesterday. And then he puts it on the shoes, right? And then he tattoos it on his arm. It's all real. And it's reps. And it's hard work. And it's patience. And it's paid off. But it hasn't paid off fully. And he's not done. And that's why I'm so convinced that we're going to see other nights like we saw last night. That's why I'm so excited and tantalized. But what, what What's ahead in the future of Phoenix Suns basketball, specifically the future for Devin Booker? I don't know if that's, you know, just a, too broad of a scope on this thing for him. You know, if you're going to whittle it down, I just think he works at every part of his game. Yeah. And when he commits himself defensively, he's a game changer on that side. Isn't he, Vince? I mean, that's something that people just don't even talk about because we're going to talk about 51, 70, 49, 44, all these other things he does. But the guy, when he sets his mind to it, is a beast in every facet. Yeah, that's a great way to put it, Bloomer. I just wanted, I always wanted to hear your thoughts, too, uh, expanded after you know what, seeing what we saw last night. It, it's been fun to watch, and I wish we had 10 more minutes to talk about what we're seeing from DeAndre Ayton. Maybe we'll do that soon if, uh, if yes. keeps, when <laughs> DA keeps this up. There you go. <laughs> Bloomer, thanks for the time, man. Always appreciate it. Be well. Thanks for having me, guys. John Bloom, Suns broadcaster, joining us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Coming up next, it's Thursday. We've got a very pie-in-the-sky edition of Mock My World Woo-hoo. coming up next. It's Pickley and Murata Mornings with Lorenzo Alexander sitting in today here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports Poll Question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome on back to Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, Sarah Cazell with Vince Murata, Lorenzo Alexander in for Dan Bickley, and, of course, Jarrett Carlin on the controls. Let's go to ArizonaSports.com for our poll question today, and you guys were just talking about it in the last segment. Was Devin Booker's 51-point night last night the most impressive regular season performance of his career? Yes, he only missed five shots, and the Suns won, or no? No, he once scored 70 in a game. Case closed. For me, it's option A. Like, 70 is amazing, but the way that he got there was... Some people considered it a little untoward. Mm-hmm. Last night was just a clinic. It, it's it's undoubted last night for me. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, I, w- I mean, hearing the commentary around the game, I wish I would have got to see it. Um, and, but understanding the kind of the whole situation, I would go with last night as well. Just knowing what he's been doing, how he has been scoring versus a game where you're getting blown out and uh, you just kind of just taking over a game. You know, right. those games necessarily don't mean as much as my yeah. high the efficiency of it. Yeah, garbage time point. Yeah. Not as meaningful, certainly. Right. 69% of our voters say last night's performance was his most impressive in the regular season. Uh, 31% still went with 70 against Boston. Wow. That's pretty surprising. That's the Sanderson Ford poll question. You can vote on it now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Bickley and Murata. Mock my world. Are you mocking me? Are you mocking me? Stop it. You just need to dig Are you mocking me? 
Mock My World is back. We didn't do it last week because of the short week due to Thanksgiving. And I had to look. I didn't even remember what our last uh, edition of Mock My World was. But it was getting ready for the Cardinals game in Mexico City against the 49ers. Uh-huh. So we had uh, all things Mexico. And yes, I cheated a little bit by drafting Selma Hayek in the third <laughs> round. And I think that's what put my team over the top. 37.3% of the votes. Dos Equis, Rocky Point, Selma Hayek, and Julio Cesar Chavez. Uh, Sarah, very respectable second place finish. There we go. Jarrett, you were third. And uh, Bick came in fourth with 11.4%. So this week, uh, we got to pull back the curtain a little bit. Uh, Jarrett is very excited about this week's edition. <laughs> uh, coming off of, uh, well, Thanksgiving. We had a little bit of a pie debate on social media this week. It got heated. My, my son got very much involved. Nearly in body slammed somebody. Yeah. He was very, uh, he was very opinionated profanity. about pie. And Jared's love of uh, <laughs> love of food yes. mixed with Bic's absence today. Yeah. So what was your son's take? I, I, I missed it. I heard about it, but kind of missed it. Apple so pie Vin, is so Vince and Dan both said apple, apple pie was overrated. Oh, Brent, yes. uh, His son Brandon went crazy about that. Loves apple pie. Somebody then suggested that he put. Wait, is that was that right? Yeah, bake yeah. some bourbon into put it. Put some bourbon into crust. it. Oh yeah, yeah. And he hates bourbon and repeatedly said it tasted like urine. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Which how would he I know? By sure, the way, I'm guaranteeing what? he's never tasted either one of those liquids. <laughs> 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 At least we hope. I just I, I don't know. Okay, anyway. Both are sterile. So we're going uh, all things best pies. Pie is the subject. (laughs) Is the subject of today's uh, Mock My World. Yes, best pies. Yes, uh, and Jared, unfortunately, will have to wait until the fourth pick. We did randomly select the order. I got uh, number one. Zoe, you'll pick two. Sarah, third. Jared, fourth. Snake style draft, four picks each. All right, let's do it. All right, I got a question. Yes. This pizza count uh, pie? See, this is, this oh. is the eternal question because this was an easy number one pick if yes. it is. What's everybody vote? Uh, my Sarah? Is yes, even though it hurts the rest of us. So is pizza count as pie? Pizza pie. Sure, it sounds like all you guys, I'll be a part of the group, <laughs> but it's not a pie. <laughs> What is He's already thing? checked out. It is. It it's is referred to as pie. No, but when you, if you, if I said I, picture I pie in your head, I won't pick it then. No, go ahead. No, go, go pick ahead. it. Pick no, it because I had it on my list. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go right, ahead. Pizza. Right. It's, it's a and, caveat. You got it. Yeah, and I wish yeah. I was eating it right now. Oh, <laughs> yes. How good does right. that sound? Pizza's the pick. So you got the. All right, apple. Apple pie. So you're it. Are you go? Are you just? Are you going to go with your favorites on this list, or what you think will get the most votes? I'm going to go with what I like. Okay. I'm not drafting Be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Apple pie off the board, Sarah. Tremendous. Give me pumpkin pie, please. Ooh, pumpkin pie. The third overall selection. All right, I'm going with. Two of my my favorite sweet and my favorite savory pie. I'm going with peach pie. Come on. No, I'm going with peach pie. Okay. You do love a peach pie. And then I'm going with chicken pot pie. Yeah, see, chicken pie. I knew he was going to do something like that. Steak pie. That's why I thought you would go for chicken pot pie. Chicken pot pie. So do you like peach pie over peach cobbler? No, I like peach cobbler more. Oh, okay. Because peach cobbler is more, I like the sort of like crispier, crunchier, buttier. Bic's gone next week too. Next Thursday we do best cobbler. Let's oh, go. well, <laughs> that's not all the savory cobblers, but all right. All right. Sarah. I am taking, oh, wait, 
Oh, yes, it is me. I'm going to take key lime pie. Ah, you took my pick. Key lime pie. Key lime I love pie. key lime Sweet pie. Sweet provisions, best key lime pie in town. Go do Sweet it. Sweet provisions? Yes. Never heard of it. You know, this is always a cultural thing, like dressing and, and uh, stuffing, stuffing, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to go sweet potato pie. Sweet potato pie. Is that a Thanksgiving staple? Yes. With your family? Yes. Delicious. All right, key limes off the board. I'm going to go with a personal favorite. Banana cream. I love banana cream pie. Oh, I really do. That's that's my second favorite. Pull back the curtain even more when we decided on this topic. Jarrett had a smile from ear to <laughs> I, ear before I, the show. I think I jumped said, out of my seat, literally. Said, I have to sit down. I'm so excited. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that is a man who loves him. Banana pie. cream yes. pie is so good. Get you a man who loves you the way Jarrett loves pie. Um, I'm going to go with another... Cream-based pie. Okay. Okay. French silk. Okay. French yeah, yeah. silk. Now, yeah. what is that? Nobody knows. So. It's like a. It's like a something chocolate. It's like a chocolate mousse <laughs> with whipped cream and chocolate shavings it's on the a, top. It sounds good. It's All right. delicious. The chocolate shavings part sounds bomb. You don't like a, a good chocolate mousse? Like bowling or a chocolate deer person. Yeah, yeah, I could I could pass on the chocolate. Right. But I, I'm going with uh, lemon meringue pie. Yum. Lemon meringue pie. Yes, is the lemon so key lime versus lemon meringue is the yeah. age old debate. Oh, of course. I'm on team key lime, but lemon yeah. meringue is good. Yeah, Buck and Ryder has a fire one. We had it the other night at my daughter's birthday party. Oh yeah, yeah. Gosh, that sounds so good. All right, okay, Sarah. Me, I'm so glad this dropped to the third round. Blackberry pie. Blackberry pie. Yes. What Delicious. is that made from outdated phones? That's what? interesting. That was worse than my bullwinkle no, one. Come on. Some bad jokes in the second Chocolate one, deer, on. outdated, outdated <laughs> phones. All right, blackberry pie is off the board. Jared. All right, I am once again going to go with both a sweet and a savory with my final two picks. I'm going to go with cherry pie. And I'm going to go with shepherd's pie. Yeah, you and you took my pick. I'm, see, I'm, I'm not. I'm not the biggest dessert guy. Yeah. I do like some of these pies. I would have absolutely gone with banana cream, but a shepherd's pie. Have you ever enjoyed such a thing? Yeah, it's very similar to a, a pot pie. It is, but it, it has is. mashed potatoes yeah. and and yeah, beef. Similar. Beef pie. Beef <laughs> pie. That's your right. pie full of beef. Absolutely. Right. Sarah, All right. your last pick. So this is a variation of a pie that's already been drafted. Oh. Am I allowed to draft Dutch apple pie? I would say no. Okay. It is. Then I will not. Different though, it's it it's is different. different. It's it has sort of sugar crumbles. Are the best. It has the crumbles. It sometimes yeah. has uh, icing of some sort. But oh, okay. I've never had it with icing. I, that I was, was a Cazelle favorite growing up. I would say no because the, the basic part of it is the same. That is okay. Then I will draft pecan pie. Again, take everybody here quickly. Pecan pie or pecan pie? Pecan. 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 Pecan, yeah, I think it's because we're East Coast. All right. I am going to go with cheesecake. Is cheesecake a pie? Yes, it is. It says cake it literally is. in the name. It is, it is a pie. It's got a it's crust. Is. Yeah. Come on, man. Right. Why is it not cheese pie? That's I don't a great know. question. Don't know. It's a fantastic pick. I yeah. never would have thought of it. Yeah, that is real good. All right, last one, Vinny. You can't go with another cream-based pie. You can. can? Of course you can. Uh, I'm going to go Boston cream, coconut cream. Do it. I'm going to go with 
Rhubarb pie. Ooh, that, wait, wait. Strawberry rhubarb or just rhubarb? Strawberry rhubarb. Okay. We're going to give you a little hint there. Nobody wants just like celery pie there. Right. We all passed on one of my late father's favorites. Yeah. Mince meat pie. I don't know if I've Never ever had that. What is actually involved in that? Some uh, kind of leftover everything. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. They just threw it in a crust and baked it up. All right. All right. That's a lot of pie. I got uh, pizza, banana cream, French silk, strawberry rhubarb. Zo went with apple, <clears throat> sweet potato pie, lemon meringue, and cheesecake. That might put you over the top, though. Yeah, yeah I uh, made this. This is the most confident I've ever been after one of these. <laughs> oh, okay. I rock my world. Sarah's got pumpkin, key lime, blackberry, and pecan. Pecan? I, I, pecan. Whatever your preference. Jarrett's got uh, peach, chicken pot pie, cherry, and shepherd's pie. Everybody's hungry. Everybody go vote now when we get it up on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata to determine the winner. None of us drafted 3.14. Uh, huh? Pie mm. day? Oh. Math nerds, where oh, are you? Yeah. What a dork. <laughs> I always had this joke that if I was ever a substitute teacher, my uh, lesson for the day would just be to walk in, give the mm-hmm. students one math problem. Yes. 22 divided by 7, and just keep going until you figure it out. And that would take up the whole day. Yes. Well, they say pi r squared, but pi r round. So, wow. That's, that's correct. All right. This is has there been such so thing cheesy. as a corn pie? Because this has been a corny segment. Uh, coming up next, some final thoughts on this Thursday. It's Bickley and Murata mornings with Lorenzo Alexander in for Beck here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. A little Daily Dose of Vinny Joe trivia to start off off the grid today. Uh, Last night, of course, Devin Booker, we talked a lot about his performance. He he joined uh, very small clubs on a couple of occasions. But he joined the club, which is not uh, very big, of scoring 50 or more points. On 80% shooting from the floor. It's only happened 13 times in NBA history. There's only one player that has registered more than one of those games. 50 points on 80% shooting. Can you name that player? It's not Wilt, is it? It is Wilt. Oh, yeah, there you go. That'd be That's a usually the answer. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah Wilt. Wilt Chamberlain's usually... Yeah. He did that four times. That's what? crazy. And there's... I, I, I'll stand by this. There's nobody in the history of North American professional sports who has more of an influence on record books than Wilt Chamberlain. Mm. Now, he's not the all-time Maybe leading scorer, Gretzky. but... Yeah, well, Wayne Gretzky's numbers are being approached now. That's true. That's uh, true. I mean, Ovechkin's going to catch yep. him. But, I mean, Wilt's scoring records are, they'll never be approached. In fact, Ovechkin just passed Gretzky in, in for road, Ro- most Ro- road, road goals. goals. Oh, yeah. 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 And it's only a matter of time until he gets to the uh, to the other one. Well done. Uh, news in college football today. We were waiting on the Rose Bowl and whether or not they were going to play ball with this college football playoff expansion plan. Well, they've given their uh, their okay. Uh, they've reached an agreement that officially paves the way for the college football playoff to expand in the final two years of the contract. So next year we'll have a four-team playoff, and it looks like we'll have a 12-team playoff, though, in 2024. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, I think everybody's been, you know, asking for it. I mean, whoever the 13th place team is going to be upset. But, hey, the more yeah, teams, the point. better. Yeah. If you're the 13th best team, do you really? I, I just don't get, uh, I mean, what's your guess? I don't get why they didn't just go from four to eight. 
Well, because this has we, to do with the com- the conference championships, right? Yes. And Notre Dame and yeah. Yes. I don't know. I've always, like when this whole idea the 12 started. Seems when, too many. Even when they ran, they ran out the BCS back in the day. Yep. I was always like, let's do sixteen. Why not? 16 would be too many. I'm starting to lean with Jarrett that the teams from 8 to 12 probably won't make that much noise. But this year, with the feel, like Ohio yeah. State sitting at 5 and, and sitting home watching the Big Ten Championship and the Pac-12 Championship knowing, hey, if one of these teams slips up, we're going to get in. Yep. I, I, I still have a problem with a team that doesn't get to their own conference championship game it playing for a national not, oh, championship. Oh, you sound like me. I, that ha- it happened to me for a bowl game back when it was BCS. Uh, yeah. We beat our team. We were number five in the country. Oh, yeah. Beat, uh, who was we playing? I don't forgot. Somebody who doesn't matter. Beat them <laughs> pretty good. In Texas, doing nothing, jumped us. I remember that. Because of the voting, the way they used to do it. And we yeah. slipped down were, because we so didn't so blow. you guys were 10-1, right? Yeah, because we and didn't so blow was the USC, team out. But and, well, SC was undefeated. That was the only oh, team we undefeated. lost to that year was SC, right. who was the best team in the country. So well, I those Cal teams were good. Yeah, yeah. Yes. When we was rolling. Those Marshawn Lynch, right? And yeah, we had Aaron Rodgers, Marshawn Lynch, Brandon Meebane, myself. We, have a, we had a ton of guys on that Man. team that played a long time in the NFL, but that's not my point. <laughs> so this was the 2004 team, correct? Correct. Okay. Um, find out who you played. Yeah, it probably the, Southern Miss, Southern, the, maybe was, was it Southern Miss? The 10th, 11th, and 12th. Southern Miss. Yeah. The 10th, 11th, and 12th two, teams right now are Kansas State, Utah, and Washington. Well, Does anybody you, think those Utah, are... Utah, right. right. People think right. Utah can beat SC this week. Well, they yeah, beat, they them, beat once. them once. Right. So why, so why wouldn't a team like that always slip up, especially when you get to that... That uh, I don't know what the matchup would be, but like the the fifth best or fourth best team can slip up to one of these teams that are yeah. a little closer to them, right? And that's what we always want. We want that underdog feel. So you got to have eight. It's cool. I think twelve is perfect. That's what the NFL does. Yeah, that's true. Going back to your 2004 experience, Southern Miss was the team. Yeah. So you got passed over. You ended up in the Holiday Bowl against and, Texas and Tech. They beat us, and you lost. How much of that was just let down from not being? Uh, a lot of it, and they outskied. I think they had. Wes Welker that wore us out. Was, that wasn't Kingsbury's team, was it? No, I don't think he. I don't no, think he was there. Sonny Cumbie was the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> so this was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, always. Thanks man. for waking up early. Yes. Uh, now we've we been better we... with breakfast, but Jared didn't want to bring breakfast for me, so yeah. it's all good. No <laughs> worries. Let's trade bank bank accounts, and I'll bring whatever you want. Thanks to John Bloom, Jake Fisher, Chris Cartman. We'll catch you tomorrow morning at 6. Wolf and Luke up next here on Arizona Sports. Have a great day, everybody.